respect in terms of working with children is more about recognizing their humanity and that they have likes, dislikes, you know, interests. Um, one of the things that I use in the course, like one example is, you know, if you were, if you, let's say you went out with a friend, um, like say you went out clubbing, for example, or whatever, to a, a lounge or something, and you end up meeting like these really cool people, you're hanging out, you like, you're like, oh my God, I, these are the best people I've ever met in my entire life. Like, oh my God, I'm having such a good time. And then the person who you rode with is like, okay, it's time to go, you know? And, and they're just like, come on, let's go. And it's like, you would be really offended because you're like, wait, I was like in the middle of a conversation, like, give me a minute. But we do that to our kids all the time. We take them to the park, they met new friends. And it's like, okay, we gotta go. Rather than like give them, like, okay, we're leaving in 15 minutes to give them a chance to transition, say bye, things like that. And it's the thing, it's those types of things, you know, it's, you know, right now, this is what matters to me. So they need to jump at that second, but we wouldn't want them doing that to us. We don't want anyone exactly. doing that to us, you know, and it's really, yeah, you know, like be, recognizing like they have those feelings too, <laughs> you of know, course. and respecting that. Because the thing is that that's what causes the erosion of the relationship. It's, it's those little things over and over again. You know, it's the turning yeah. the TV off while they're watching their favorite show because it's bedtime or whatever. Or, you know, it's those things where it's just like, it's a lack. It seems like you're not doing a big thing. Like, it's not because you have your agenda. But th for them, right. it's completely, like, insulting and rude and, like, oh, my God, that was a cliffhanger episode. And you just, like, you know, like, he was about to shoot the buzzer beater and you just turned my TV off. <laughs> you know? like, right. That would be like them walking over to your computer and closing it right in the middle of, you know, a work call. You would be livid. Exactly. Welcome back to Parenting on Purpose, your podcast for parenting tips and enjoying the journey. I'm so excited to introduce you to my new best friend, Marlene Dillon. <laughs> she is the uh, she's an empowerment specialist, and honestly, girl, you have like five or six businesses. So why don't you just start us off with uh, explaining what <laughs> explaining what it is you do? Um, well, first of all, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. Hi, <laughs> thanks for inviting. Sorry, me. I got excited. Oh my goodness! I uh, full disclosure, everyone, we just like talked for like 40 minutes. This woman is incredible. So uh, sorry to bring you guys into the party late. Um, so Marlene, before we start, where are you? Uh, where are you at? World. I'm in Chicago, Illinois. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I always like to get a, I always like to get a, a barometer. So a little different weather than me down here in Florida. Yeah. <laughs> we actually had 70-ish degrees today, which is weird because of course it was like 40 degrees like two days ago. So you know, Chicago. <laughs> yep. You just if, if it gets to 70 here, all the teenagers have those like those UGG boots on. They still have their booty shorts on, but they got the UGG boots too. Oh my god. 70? <laughs> That's your winter. <laughs> That's it, girl. Break out the scarves and the boots because oh it's not, not going to last long. Oh my god. <laughs> But North Florida, North Florida, to be fair, has a very different climate. I just live like an hour north of Miami, so. Not oh, oh yeah, you're you're living the life. <laughs> I'm on the equator. Oh, wow. depending on your, your depending on your version, we, we we take some snow now and then. Um, so welcome to the show, girl. I'm so Thank excited you. to talk to you. I love uh, your course on Udemy. I love the whole uh, theology and connection around like healing the family unit. So yeah. why don't you uh, introduce yourself a little bit? Tell us how you're involved in the community, what your goal is in your community involvement, and then we'll kind of jump into your course and some of the lessons from it. Sure. Um, so yeah, so I'm uh, Marlene Dillon or Marlene Dillon Empowerment Specialist on social media. Um, and I am the owner of M. Dillon Designs and Publishing. So um, I do, I, I am a children's author. I don't know if I mentioned that. <laughs> I'm a children's author. I um, have published a few books for other people, which is really my dad, because he's a, he likes to write periodically and he won't trust anyone else to do it. So I like have published a couple of his books. I've published uh, his songwriting album that he put out during the pandemic. <laughs> he's living his best life in his seventies. So <laughs> yeah, he's awesome. Um, so yeah, so I also um, 
I have, uh, oh, I am the co-founder of System Moms, which is um, an organization be- with me and my uh, business partner, Yvonne Monique Livingston, LLC. I make sure I say all of the names. <laughs> uh, she is uh, phenomenal and she has healed her own family um, through open dialogue and being, you know, and, and addressing the issues. Cause she was once a, um, a, a mom who didn't think about uh, like, who wasn't emotionally intelligent. And now that she knows so much more, she's gone back and like has apologized to her kids and is like constantly working on their relationship. So when we wow. met, it was, and she heard about my course, healing the, healing our families, healing the parent child relationship. It just, we just kind of naturally clicked because basically what I was teaching is what she was living. <laughs> um, so we came together to create this program where we, work with parents in the community because our desire is to impact um, by reducing violence in our community, eliminating violence in our community by healing, um, healing, healing families, because that's ultimately what the community is made up of is. So as we teach people to communicate in better ways, as we teach people to heal those hurts that are going on inside, then there's less violence because violence is always related to inner problem like inner hurting inner trauma yeah, yeah for sure. you know and it's just wow. projected out so that's how we have decided to work together to create programs in the community to support families so that yeah. is so cool what a what a phenomenal like i'm so motivated by the people that i've met in this journey like that's that. incredible bro awesome thank work. you thank you so much so yeah so that's um that's me i'm sure there are like a million other things but i just can't think of them now so you know <laughs> <don't come up. laughs> no, that's, that's that's a perfect setup um so tell me how you got into, actually one one sidebar, which I do a lot, yeah. I'm super, super squirrel. Um, I love that your co-founder uh, saw herself becoming the nightmare yeah. and that motivated her to become someone different. Absolutely. I think so many times we, you know, try and live up to societal norms or we compare ourselves to the Pinterest mom or yes. whatever the case may be. And we don't like, we just have so many seasons of our life and, and we're so yeah. intelligent as a species. So I just love that she's like, no more, I'm going to pivot. And I'm going to make sure that, you know, moving forward, I have a different relationship with my family. Like that is so empowering. It's beautiful. And, and the commitment to it, like they're having, they're always having like family meetings and working through new things. And, you know, if there's like any type of division, there's always like, we're going to work this out. We're going to talk about this. And, you know, like they just recently did an event called um, something about the elephants in the room and they just, you know, are just exposing things and talking about it and, you know, like one of the things that I think as parents, we feel like we're supposed to have all the answers, but I mean, everybody says the same thing that, you know, there is no book on how to raise, you know, how to raise children or whatever, like, you know, ultimately, and they, like, they don't come with a manual. (laughs) So everyone is just kind of winging it. Everyone's either, either repeating what they experienced because it was good or trying to avoid doing what they, what they experienced because it was bad. (laughs) And, you know, so we're all just like kind of trying to do, do the best that we can. And I love seeing how she's doing things where she's really committed to healing that stuff from the past and, and being honest. Cause a lot of times that's something that we're not willing to do. It's just, you know, like you try to confront a parent and it's like, I was doing the best that I can. And that's the end of the conversation, (laughs) but she's very much like, you're right. I, I did hurt you. Let's talk about it. And that's very, yeah. And that's what she teaches as well. She teaches other parents how to do what she's doing in her own family. So, yeah. That's the coolest part about this is like, you just, it's like grocery shopping. Like you just see what you need for that day. You just pick up like little tips and little like quibs of, you know, morsels of like information. And Mm -hmm. then you can, next time you see that in your life, you can just be present, aware that it's happening. And then you can start to take steps to correcting it. And you know what? Your kids' lives will be so much better because of it. Right. Absolutely. And that's the thing that I try to do with my course is I don't, 
I, I basically created a course for myself. Like if I was the parent who was in need, because <laughs> I'm very blessed to be very naturally uh, comfortable <laughs> with interacting with kids. Like they, they've always, I've always been the one they come to and, you know, will tell anything and <laughs> that sort of thing. And I've always had that type of connection. So when I had my own child, I didn't want that to be any different. <laughs> so as much as it's like awkward when you're the person who's in charge, it's also I'm more committed to the relationship than I am to, to like pride or ego or any of that stuff. And I made that decision very early on that I didn't want to parent out of completely out of fear and ego. And that's typically what drives most, (laughs) most parenting. And that's usually what drives it into the ground. Um, Because once they hit like the tween years, if you can't like, you can't reach them that way. (laughs) Now they're shutting down on you. You know, you can get away with it like up to 10, 11, maybe 12. (laughs) But once they like reach that point where they can say like, that doesn't even make sense. That's not fair. <laughs> now it, now you're starting to, the relationship starts to erode. So with my course, I've been, that's, that's what I want to teach parents is how to keep the relationship going and how, and ultimately is realizing that if your child is growing up, you have to do it too. Like you can't be the same parent. You have to change with it. That's amazing. I've never heard it in that way. Like you have to grow up too. I, I definitely have made the connection that we have to self-parent yes. more than we actually have to parent our kids. Right. Um, yes. But, I, yeah, but growing up with your kids, that's a, that's, that's an awesome name. Mm-hmm. Um, so to, to give everyone a frame of reference, like I know you obviously have been a mom yourself and you're also, um, you have your master's degree in counseling yes. as well. Yeah. So that gave you a really good baseline. I know you do a lot of speaking engagements on this topic. So yeah. um, I'd love if you jump, you know, w- jump into the course content just a little bit, whatever's on your heart and like, yeah. what have you learned through helping people through this journey? What are some of the takeaways um, that parents could like start to get a better vernacular, just comfortability with where they are with their kids and okay. how to help improve that? Yeah. So today I went through the whole course because I was just like, I want to make sure I can talk about it, you know, and not be like, I don't even remember what I taught. Like, you know, <laughs> so I went through the entire course. Years ago. I don't even know what I had yesterday for lunch. Exactly. <laughs> and and I recently um, realized that I have ADHD, like I just uh, got diagnosed. So I'm just like, oh, that's why, you know, because I am like squirrel, squirrel, squirrel. So yeah. That's how we get along so often. Well, so. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> so, so yeah. So as I, I was just like, I'm not going to remember what was in there. Let me go back. And the Two of the main themes that came out for me uh, was respect and um, and using the golden rule. And I think that if parents can just simply handle those two things, it can completely revolutionize their entire relationship. Because one of the things that we don't realize, and I think it's partially like sometimes it's cultural, sometimes it's societal, is that is the old beliefs of like, you know, kids are supposed to be seen and not heard. You know, there's no talking back. There's no com- communication. You're in charge. They listen. That's it. And that's not really, I mean, it doesn't really work, period, but it's definitely not working with this generation of children <laughs> because they're, yeah. they're so aware. They're aware of their rights. They're aware of their human rights. They're, you know, they're just not going for, they're way too autonomous <laughs> to deal with. And you know. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, honestly, it, it's a blessing because most of the time what happens with us is that we just go through life being told, being told, being told what to do. And then somewhere around like 40-ish. We're like, you know what? I don't think I want to do that anymore. But these kids are like catching that at like 12. (laughs) So they get it's annoying for us, but they've saved themselves like 30 years of, you know, of doing, of going in the wrong direction, you know, because I remember in my uh, counseling program, my professor um, said, you know, so everybody, how many people in here are doing the same program that they majored in <laughs> um, and like one person raised their hand, like yeah. it's yeah. like a class of like 40 people and every single person started on a completely different path because we are trained to do what we 
like people told, oh, you'd be a good nurse. You like helping people, you know, and you just follow that path or your parents tell you what you're supposed to do. These are the approved five things you can be lawyer, doctor, nurse, you know, policeman, whatever. And, you know, but I want to be an artist. Artists don't get paid. Can't be an artist, you know, and people go (laughs) now. Yeah. (laughs) You know, and it's like you follow those paths. But now the kids are just like, no, I know who I am. I want to be a musician. I want to be an artist, you know. And they, they so funny as parents, like, I wonder, I'm so sorry to interrupt, I wonder if, like, I know we're more open to it now, but I wonder if that's because, like, kids are just, their their BS meter is just so low, they're like, I won't allow you to not let me, or if as parents we're like, well, I did all the things, and I'm miserable, so I might as well let them do what they want to do. I think it's a little bit of both. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's a little bit of both. Yeah, they are, they're very strong-willed, and they're very aware, Um, and I think that with, like, the internet, they have more opportunities to see that there are people doing the things they want to do and being very successful at it. (laughs) So so they can't, we can't like give them that speech. Like, oh, you'll never, you know, we don't know anyone who does that. Like, well, I know 40, I'm following 40 people who do that, (laughs) you know? And that's part of the benefits of it, right? There's a lot of scared, scarcity things on the internet too, but that's, that's a beauty is like bridging that gap or, or just helping bridge the unknown, shorting the learning curve. Exactly. Which is awesome. Yeah. And I think it's the first time that parents are like, I don't need to have the answers for you two. Like, you don't feel like, to your point, it's like, oh, you have to do what is in my vernacular or my wheelhouse because that's yeah. what I think you'll be safe. And we're just trying to overprotect them, overprotect them. Absolutely. And here we are degra- degrading their chances of success. Yeah. Um, but now it's like, look, I, I don't I don't know how to do it, but this like kid has this all over his face and he's making $10,000 in dropshipping. Like, exactly. There should be a way to verify that before you go buy a source, but you know. <laughs> probably should but yeah it, it really is you know like when I my daughter teaches me things so much and I'm just like where'd you get that from I'm like TikTok like what yeah <laughs> like, I know she's like it's not I will never peel an avocado the same ever again <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's the the things she knows I'm just like fascinated and I'm just like where did you learn that because I, I don't expect it to be TikTok because she's like you know it's not just influencers doing like makeup tutorials on TikTok they're like doctors and they're people your age and I'm just like oh, oh okay. that's hysterical <laughs> she has to say it with the <laughs> well, <thanks>. uh, <laughs> that's amazing but yeah but back to the course so <laughs> so so one of the main things is respect is it's not when you're respecting a child is not the way that we view like you know looking like an an elder and you have to like like you're down there and you know they're up here respect in terms of working with children is more about recognizing their humanity and that they have likes dislikes you know interests um one of the things that i use in the course like one example is you know if you were if you let's say you went out with a friend um like say you went out clubbing for example or whatever to a a lounge or something and you end up meeting like these really cool people you're hanging out you like you're like oh my god these are the best people i've ever met in my entire life like oh my god i'm having such a good time and then the person who you rode with is like okay it's time to go you know and and they're just like come on let's go and it's like you would be really offended because you're like wait i was like in the middle of a conversation like give me a minute but we do that to our kids all the time we take them to the park they met new friends and it's like okay we gotta go rather than like give them like, okay, we're leaving in 15 minutes to give them a chance to transition, say bye, things like that. And it's the things, it's those types of things, you know, it's, you know, right now, this is what matters to me. So they need to jump at that second, but we wouldn't want them doing that to us. We want anyone doing that to us, you know, and it's really, yeah, you know, like recognizing like they have those feelings too, (laughs) you know, and respecting that. Because the thing is that that's what causes the erosion of the relationship is it's those little things over and over again. You know, it's the turning the TV off while they're watching their favorite show because it's bedtime or whatever. Or, you know, it's those things where it's just like it's a lack. It seems like you're not doing a big thing. Like it's not because you have your agenda. 
But th- for them, right. it's completely like insulting and rude and like, oh my God, that was a cliffhanger episode. And you just like, you know, like he was about to shoot the buzzer beater and you just turn my TV off. You know? <laughs> like, right. That would be like them walking over to your computer and closing it right in the middle of you know a work yeah. call. You would be livid. Exactly. Exactly. And that's yeah. the thing is, so when I talk about respect in the course, it's about that type of stuff. It's recognizing that it's basically the golden rule, treating them the way you would want to be treated. Yeah. It doesn't seem like something you apply to your kids, but you, if you want a relationship with them, yeah. it helps. <laughs> and I think that also stems from awareness or lack thereof. Like yeah. you may think you're respecting them, but um, it seems like it requires a level of understanding where they are and meeting them at their level yeah. to, to show them love. It's kind of like the five, well, the love language, that you're yeah. showing them love in a way that makes sense to them, not necessarily because yes. it makes sense to you. That's so That's, huge. That's awesome. That's so huge. Do you have tools for people, Marlene, to like help help them get out of their own way enough to like make sure that they're doing that, that they're showing respect in a way that the kids are going to recognize? Yeah. Um, I mean, in the course I I go over so there are six lessons. Um, and in each lesson I go over a specific way that uh that you can work on healing the healing your family. But when it comes to um respect in particular, I think that simply using the golden rule, like do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And if you really put yourself in their shoes, and that's the thing is that like a lot of times when, when it comes to empathy, it's really hard for parents because we, we look at their life from our perspective. And it's just like, what do you have to be bothered about? What do you have to be worried about? What do you have to be stressed about? You know, but it's not about being looking at it from where we are looking down we have to put ourselves back into the age we were yeah because that's that's what's allowed me to have the relationship I have with my daughter we're, we're besties you know and the relationship I've had with kids is that I when they tell me how old they are I think about what was going on in my classroom at that time what were my concerns what were my fears exactly. and that's yeah. one of the gifts of the course is that I do these uh their journaling exercises that help you get back into that mindset, you know, and, and that's really what it takes is to take the step back and say like, okay, at this age, what was important to me, you know, and, and it probably, if you do that, then you're not in that parent headspace anymore, you know, and you're able to relate. You remember, like, I remember being a teenager and like the anxiety I would feel if I couldn't like hang out with a certain friend or like the end of the world. And then when I compare that to like how my daughter handles things, I'm like, dang girl, she's doing awesome. (laughs) You know? And it just helps you, like you said, helps you see them where they're at. I have a friend who, um, she's also a counselor and a life coach, so oh, I nice. see a commonality with, you know, the way you guys think. Yeah. But she always asks her kids, like, what's the best part about being you right now? And mm. what's the hardest part about being you right now? Oh, that's good. And, um, yeah, it's awesome. And she mm-hmm. just uses it as a, at a cadence, maybe yeah. like once a week or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, what's the best part about being you? She listens to it, um, now understands where they are. And like, tell me what's the hardest part about being Gabriel right now? Yes. And then see what they says. And then, and then she can help guide them. You yeah. know, accordingly, or help them guide themselves, right? Be a be a guidepost mm-hmm. and not a, a driver. <laughs> <laughs> that works for me. Car analogies. Ah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I love that. I love that the. I, this was a relationship book I read years ago. I think it was the Five Love Languages, or maybe it was like Finding the Hero in Your Husband, or one of those books. But it's about it was about adult relationships, but it absolutely translates to kid relationships, which is um just human relationships in general. Mm-hmm. Like respect, um, is a predecessor for love. Ooh, yes. You can't truly love somebody if you don't respect them. That's, I completely believe that. I, I completely agree. <laughs> yeah. That's it goes so into like self, self-worth stuff too, right? Like you can't truly love yourself or feel like you're showing up for yourself if you don't respect yourself. Ooh, um, that's powerful. It's deep, right? Yeah. Um, I, I know before we, uh, I know before, we, I'm going on a tangent, but this is no, okay. I know before we um, recorded, you were showing me one of your favorite books behind you. I oh, don't yeah. know if you want to like talk a little bit about that, but I think that ties in really well with what you're just saying. I don't know if you can see it, but it's uh, recovery of your, uh, what's that say? Your inner child. 
So yeah, Recovery of Your Inner Child by uh, Lucia Capcioni, I think that's what it says. Close enough. She sounds Italian. Maybe yeah. my aunt. <laughs> So, so the book is, it's really um, amazing because it, one of the main um, things that it teaches is by using your left hand or your non-dominant hand. So if you're left-handed, you use your right hand, um, is that you can, basically it's like you're, a lot of people don't really vibe with the whole inner child concept, but I think that maybe your audience will, because I think you probably attract a different <laughs> group of people, but, uh, but yeah, but inner child work is, um, it's legit. It's actually shockingly legit. And when I got the book, I wasn't completely bought in. <laughs> I just kept hearing people say that they did all this inner child healing. And I was like, okay, this keeps coming up. Maybe it's time for me to learn about it. So I grabbed Someone's getting the sign here. <laughs> yeah. And that's basically what I do. Like when I keep seeing something like that, then I'm just like, okay, Google, what are the top books on? <laughs> and then I grab that book. So, so um, the thing that it teaches is basically that you can access basically what all the different yous <laughs> are still present um within so even though like you know like we never we basically have like changed bodies over <laughs> over time it doesn't yeah. seem like it because we you know we didn't like actually like go and like take one off but the way that you looked when you were a baby <laughs> the way that you looked as a preteen 100%. like they're, yeah they're all different they're all different bodies basically and then like scientifically we you know lose those cells and everything Regenerate. regenerates or whatever yeah. so we're basically a different person anyway but um the thing I about like a totally different person <laughs> <laughs> my knees definitely do um, but, <laughs> but, but within us you can still access the different use on that continuum from little all the way and even beyond where you are now which is really like fascinating to me so um that one of the exercises she teaches is that by that you can write a letter to yourself or draw um, using the non-dominant hand and you can actually ask your inner child <laughs> questions and the reason that I know that it's real is that my inner child is answering questions that I don't have answers to so I might ask the question like why do I have a fear of heights or whatever and you know and then you just start writing and you're just like oh my god there are like words forming here and then it's like remember that time that you like well, like I personally did have a fear of heights because I nearly fell from like, I don't know if you ever saw that like Wile, Wiley, it's a Wiley Coyote and the like the little meat meat thing, the road, <laughs> road runner or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I used to like, so I used to watch that cartoon and then I experienced what it's like to be on one of those like cliffs with like the, there's just like enough room for your feet. Yeah. So my parents oh, are Jamaican and when I was little, I think I was seven, I went to uh, visit like this area where my grandfather had animals or whatever like so but the only way to get wow. there is to like go way up high along this little foothill um path where like if you step off you die uh, so oh, wow. so of course I'm a, a city girl I don't know anything about like walking up hills and stuff so I'm just walking and then my foot slips and like oh, a cousin wow. grabbed me and like it's definitely it's like rocks and river below um way down so wow. I had no you know recollection of that um you know I actually thought I made it up so because it was just oh, like wow. such a random thing and then you know and, and then, then your cousins like verified it yeah exactly like they came exactly. years later and they were just they were like oh remember you know we we uh we, we grabbed you you were you were about to fall that like, day i saved your life you were about to be dead because yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. like yeah because i'm like at my sister's graduation freaking out in the stadium like can't go down the stairs and i'm just like oh, what's wow. going on like i have like major panic and then you know like my uncle's like remember that day <laughs> like what wow yeah that's cool, Marlene. you know and so that's there's, the, like so much to unpack oh sorry go ahead no yeah but that's the type of thing that you can access with like your inner child like there are things that you just don't understand like you know, why you do things, but you can actually write with that non-dominant hand and ask questions. It's so amazing.
Oh, I love that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick up that book. I've done a lot of inner child work because I just like into all that stuff. I mean, if this is a triggering thing for people, I just, I just, you know, ask that you go do it with an open heart, right? This, this showed up in your YouTube uh, algorithm for a reason. Yeah. But the way I look at this is like, we, it's publicly known, like science that we only access a very small part of our brain. Yeah. Um, it's also, you know, scientifically known that um, our cells hold memory. Yeah. Um, trauma obviously is a, a louder memory than something that, you know, was not a higher, you know, on either side of the spectrum. So yes. it's crazy that you remember the the fear, the safety aspect, because your mm-hmm. body's trying to prolong your life. Yeah. Um, but the actual memory, and that's where child work is so helpful. Absolutely. Um, I, I shared with you before the call that my daughter obviously came into our life in a different way. So we, yeah. when I first became her mom, we did a lot of inner child healing, and I was kind of doing it for her, but I was also kind of doing it because I wanted to be a good mom, and I wanted to show yeah. up for her in a way that was de- she deserved. That she that's deserved huge. It. And, we would do a lot of that, like look in the mirror together and kind of break down some of that fear. And, um, it's it, like, be prepared, like stuff comes up. Yeah. Um, but I like the idea of the automatic writing with your other hand, cause that really, um, yes. accesses a different part of your brain. So mm-hmm. it, what's the, um, I think of, uh, Joe Dispenza, you know, mm-hmm. what, what fires together, wires together yes. type of, you know, type of thing. So when you're with a non-dominant hand, you're accessing a different part of your memory, yeah. um, because it's, you know, it, it's not your, Neural, neural pathways that you carve thousands and thousands of times that are exactly. kind of blocking the other ones. Even just having that conversation, I was like, whoa. <laughs> 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 um, and then you said one other thing that I love, and it was, you can even project it the other way. Mm-hmm. And they, they say that a lot in like um, self-help courses or like, um, I'm, I'm, re- I'm listening to this book right now called Inner Size, and it's how to like Ooh. get your conscious and your subconscious brain to connect. So, so often oh. we have a goal for ourselves. I want to lose this weight. I want to build this business. I want to do this thing. I want to run this marathon. And then I want to like, adopt this whatever lifestyle yeah. and then you, like, you do something and like you sabotage yourself and you can't, yes. you can't connect and we look at that as like a, a character flaw like oh mm-hmm. something's wrong with me because I can't achieve this thing wow. and why can some people do it but other people can't and the truth behind it is some people don't have a disconnect between their subconscious and their conscious so when their conscious makes a goal their subconscious believes in that goal oh and they God. can accomplish the thing I know right like I but love many that people, it, it is true. Yeah. So many people, there's a disconnect there. So you can say all day in the face, I'm this, I'm this. I'm, but if you're, your body's like, no, you're not, girl, no, you're not. Exactly. You're never going to be able to get there. So there's, it's called inner size. There's um, exercises for you to go inside your brain and help oh. to rewire those things. I need that book. And, <laughs> yeah, girl, we're going to swap books. I'll get that one and we'll, um, yeah. but uh, inner the inner child is part of it. And then it goes the opposite way. It goes to when you're the 85-year-old, 90-year-old sitting on the porch having the lemonade with your dog at your feet and yeah. you're looking back at your life. Like, I should get goosebumps. It's like, what what got you to where you want to be? Yes. Oh, my God. Oh, so yeah. I love the inner child. Work. So I love Thank that. you for sharing that about the book. That's awesome. Yeah. And then you told me before we recorded, too, like, as a um, as a counselor, like, you you see, you it's evident to you in people that you work with and then speaking and the people that you impact when people do that inner child work and when they don't and how mm-hmm. they show up for their children. And that helps to either connect the family or, like, rift the family. I don't know if you want to talk on that at all. Absolutely. Um, one of the things that is really important is being able to make those connections and being able to, part of being able to connect with your child is being able to connect with your inner child. Because if you can't remember what it's like, you don't have the empathy <laughs> to support them. <laughs> and the, like when parents are like really stuck in, you know, this is the way it is. I'm the parent, you're the kid, you know, period. It, it's gonna it's, it's just gonna mess with the relationship I mean I almost used to yeah, another word right. <laughs> it's it's just it doesn't um it it eliminates that ability to truly connect but when you start to work on your own stuff and start to look back on your in your past and 
you know, like a lot of people have a, you know, mental health, it was a long time ago, it doesn't impact me now, but it's actually very much not true. <laughs> um, sure. You know, we, we develop our beliefs, most of our beliefs between zero and seven. So it could be something as simple as someone smacked an ice cream cone out of your hand at five, like that could still be trauma because it's trauma isn't just like, you know, being abused or molestation or something like that. Trauma can be, um, it's basically the moments where what you believe to be true shifted, you know, like it's, it's that pivot point. So it could be yeah. like things, everything is happy. And then it's like, and then there's a, the divorce of the parents. And then it's like, wait, what happened? It's not so much, you know, it doesn't always have to be that. It could just be something like a, like a bullying situation in school. Like I thought that everybody was nice. I thought that people automatically liked me. You know, it's those moments that create those shifts in, you know, in how, in our being. And if we don't acknowledge those things, then we don't get to heal the stuff that happened with us. And then we unintentionally, we, we do it to our children or we create the fear that they don't already have because of our own experiences. So, oh, that's yeah. yeah. And, and that's one of the things that I talk about in the course is that sometimes we are um, embarrassed by our children and we aren't honest about it. Um, we, yeah. we, wow, so we end up uh, choosing the people around us because it's easier to, like, if you have, for example, like their grandmother always comments about, you know, about their, the way they dress or their, how they're doing at school or whatever. Sometimes it's easier to say like, oh yeah, I don't know what's going on with her rather than like confront oh. the person because we want, because we don't want to have to deal with the confrontation. So we let the child it be is. the scapegoat, you know? <laughs> so, so, and that happens a lot. So hold on, that, that's a good, that's a, that's, that's something I want to dig into. So yeah. a lot of times I, I'm not gonna say I never felt that. I've absolutely yes. felt that. I, and I've, and I've, reacted the wrong way, mm-hmm. a way that does not make me feel in alignment or make me feel good about myself. Yeah. But I've also reacted the positive way um, in, my, in my later years um, <laughs> and <laughs> with my wisdom. Um, but what, what comes to heart there is that's projection. That is something on the parent that Absolutely. you don't feel comfortable in yourself. Yeah. So now you have to take this beautiful child who mm-hmm. is a product of your raising. Yes. And now you're shutting off or you're not taking the warning signs, which is how they're behaving or whatever yes. that is. And that is something that, you know, that is something that kind of gets to you. Yeah. And I don't think it's always behavioral. Like I'll give you a very, very um, candid example. So my husband's Samoan. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he's like very tall, like, you know, he's present. He's, yeah. he's got a big stature. He's a present guy. Yeah. Um, so my son is like 99 percentile for everything. Yeah. And like, I was feeling so like I had some inner work to do around when mm-hmm. like growing up, like my kid is barely three, he just turned three. I mean, he's smart as a whip. He's yeah. reading. He knows how to count. He can skip count. He's, he's wow. brilliant. Yeah. So smart. And he is larger than life personality. And mm-hmm. he's also like, inside like a seven-year-old's clothes oh yeah so yeah he, he's a big boy he's gonna be a big boy um yeah. they told me he's gonna be like six six he's a big boy um so when he was younger when he was around his white cousins mm. i would see like the comparison like I, i've even had people say stuff and i'm like yeah we're gonna have to talk about this if this happens again because i mm-hmm. don't want this poor kid like i don't want your crap getting on my kid yes. because of the way you feel about size like that's not yes. cool and and it's interesting but then i had to do the inner work too i'm like well where am i at with that and and how do I feel? And it's interesting because I had to work through some stuff and I didn't, I didn't yeah. know I had that. Um, mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. your kids can be a great tool for you in that way. Absolutely. If you're honest and you allow them to be like, yes, a cool for self discovery and like spiritual like path. It's such a lesson. Like, it dang, it's, it's amazing. Um, but I can also see when you're busy and you're trying to go to work and like mm-hmm. all this stuff, like the kid is suffering because of that. Like this is a yes. example, but like my husband and I have to go to work in the mornings. We have calls, we have stuff. And like the poor kid is trying to start his day. Like yeah. and my 15 year old is kind of like, uh, she homeschools privately. So she kind of gets to do her own thing. Yeah. But right now the girl's you know, young. So he kind of has to go with the flow of us. Mm-hmm. And I was like, does he have a moment to like decompress or like yeah. start his day in a way that he 
feels good to him, not like he's getting rushed everywhere. And right. then these kids get thrown into a tight environment with other kids who had the same type of morning, and we exactly. wonder why there's issues. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. There's a lot. <laughs> But I, I totally I totally hear you on that and it's and it's real because I used to work in um I used to work in a school. I was in the Head Start program, but I, you know, was observant all all around. And one of the things that I would notice is just like parents like cussing their kid out like right as they drop them off. Like what kind of day are they gonna <laughs> what do they do you think they're gonna have? You know, and that like yeah, impacts yeah. their entire day, that impacts the next person they interact with, how they're how they are in the classroom, whether they like either they go internal or they're acting out and it's all because we you know decided to pour that on them at the at the worst yeah. possible time like that's one of the things like that is huge for me is catching myself because it's so tempting to just like I need to say this now especially especially with ADHD because <laughs> um, it's like the impulse control you know and for me to just like no don't don't say that because you are going to ruin <laughs> you're going to ruin her day like don't say that right before you drop her off like you know, hold that in right now. This isn't the time, you know? And a lot of times it's like, no, it needs to be said. Like, no, it doesn't have to be said right now. <laughs> and maybe I, I need to process it. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I need to process it first because the way it's going to come out, you know, like, and that's another thing that I see a lot of times with parents is just like blurting stuff out because when you're angry rather than taking a minute, because it's like, you want to make sure that they know how upset you were or whatever, but yeah, you don't right. like the the words that might come out of your mouth like you can't take that back you know they they will be hearing that probably for, for the rest of their lives and we don't even realize it like saying things like I'm so disappointed in you is one of the worst phrases you can ever use when you speak to your child and so many people do it but that for the child they hear I am a disappointment and they will the more that they hear that the more that they will that they will have that negative affirmation and they will become exactly what you told them they are you know, right. and it's okay for you wow. to feel disappointed, but you, I don't even think you should say those words that, you know, find another way to say it. Like, I would have preferred that you did this <laughs> as opposed to saying, I'm so disappointed in you because it's, it like, it cuts, it like guts them when you say that. Yeah. And, and we all know what that feels like, which is how yeah. it's in our vernacular, yet it's where you go. Yeah. This is what I meant earlier by like, you have to self-parent way more than you yeah. parent parent. That's so um, huge. Like, that was the actual other name for this podcast is like how not to F up your kids. Um, because when they come to us, like they're amazing and, and yeah. they do. I like what you said earlier about like the real definition of trauma. Like I, I, that, that explanation is probably one of the best I've ever heard. It's a paradigm mm. break. It's a, here are yeah. the foundation that I built my life on and myself, um, how I view myself in my world. Mm -hmm. You just shattered it. And yeah. now I don't know where I belong. And you know what, as adults, we do feel like that a lot yeah. of times. And and now we're just kind of putting it on our kids, which is so yeah. interesting. Um, when that happens, so I, I can think of, you know, obviously the three-year-old comes to mind because he's yeah. had that happen more. The the two-year-old has had time to hedge herself. Um, <laughs> when, when that happens to a kid, do you have any advice on like, I see that he just went through something that was traumatic for him. Mm -hmm. um, what's the right way or, a, you know, a way that you, you feel resonates for us as parents to show up for our kids yeah. um, in that time to help support them? What's a good practice? Yeah, I think that, empathy, empathy, empathy. So a lot of like being in the moment and like imagining it as yourself. Um, what is, what do you think is going on in their mind at that moment and, and combating that because that's the, uh, and this is, you know, me sh maybe sharing, oversharing, I don't know. Um, so after, so when my daughter was, uh, born, I was married by the time she was two, I was not. And we, and I moved back in with my parents into my childhood home and 
so the dynamics are very weird because it's like, you know, I'm in the household of, you know, the people who raised me, they still see me as their little girl or whatever. So there were a lot of um, moments <laughs> that were uh, that where I recognized like there were similarities because like my mom, you know, is watching my daughter while I'm at work and I'm not realizing that she's like influencing how she feels about herself, you know, things like that. So the thing about it is that as much as that like tears me apart, <laughs> there's also a part of me that is getting to heal my own experience because I'm getting to walk it with her and I'm her guide. So my advice is to, to be that person that you wish you would have had in that moment and, and, and keep them, because the thing is that the, the, the reason, the reason that we end up with these beliefs at between zero and seven is that when that moment happens, we come up with a conclusion about what happened. So we see the, the experience and like, you know, someone smacked the ice cream out my hand. So whatever we, whatever comes to mind then is, you know, like I can't have nice things, for example, if that was the thought. And then we go through life finding other moments where that happens. And then because of, you know, like the brain has the reticular activating system that causes us to focus on certain things because we told our brain that that's important. We block out all the other stuff. (laughs) So we don't see all the times that good things are happening to us. We just see bad things happen to me or I can't have nice things. So the gift that we get is that if we witness that for our child, we can say, I know that this moment might have made you feel like they this is what happens here but this is just a random moment and it doesn't have to be the rule and that's something that I have had the gift of being able to teach my daughter in moments is like you don't have to let that be a blanket statement this was one event and this is what happened in this one moment but look at this moment look at this moment look at this moment and give you know examples of moments that can combat that becoming a solidified belief if that makes sense wow you know that makes perfect that resonates with my heart like my whole body yeah Um, and like even little ones, like Gabriel, I picked yeah. him up from school today and it's uh, Thursday, like mommy, mommy Sunday. And I, I, he's, every kid is so different, but where he is, because he's so like, he picks things up so quickly mm. and he, he really like ruminates through them in his mind and like concludes things, like yeah. what you just said, but he hooks onto a moment, like whatever his focus is, like mm. that's it. So today yeah. he goes, oh, I, and he says this all the time. He's like, I had a sad day. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, did you have a sad day or did you have a sad moment? Yes. What happened? That's and then huge. he's like, oh, well, this happened. What else happened? Oh, I did this and I played with this guy and my best friend. So you had a lot of good moments too, right? So yes. overall, did you have a good day? And he's like, yeah. And then he actually felt better about it. And it's like, Ooh. oh my gosh. like, oh. it, it, And you have to really know. So so many things come up to me. I want to unpack here. Like you have to really see where your kids are because it's different for everybody. Absolutely. And again, this makes me go back to if you are walking this journey like hand in hand with them, you are really becoming a whole, whole human. You're really healing yourself. You're Absolutely. And not even if you've had like trauma, trauma to your point, right? Mm-hmm. Like by, by societal standards, but you are helping love and, and be that full person for yourself. I think that's so powerful. And I see how it ties into what you and your co-founder are doing in the community. Mm-hmm. Because when you feel old, like I always told my daughter that when she was little, she, poor kid got picked on for everything, right? Her mom's a different color. This is like, yeah. her hair's different, like everything. And I'm, I always told her, I'm like, honey, whole people don't have to hurt people. Mm-hmm. Like, I know you don't feel that right now. Yeah. I know they look like they're all shiny and bright and they look like everybody else and you look different, but I want you to understand something. Yeah. Like I always told you, eagles don't flock, baby. Like mm. you are meant to be different. God made you different. Stop trying to fit into everybody else. Yeah. And old people don't hurt people. And it's just getting them to like, I recognize even as a 22 year old that that age is so imperative for their self-worth. Yeah. Right. And I think about that all the time with Gabriel and I'm so blessed. Like if you, if you have multiple kids listening to this, like it's such a blessing to have older siblings, uh, cousins, mm-hmm. because now your kids get to have another reference point that you trust, like, yes. you know, besides you to help, help to your point to find what that reality really is. Like, that's Absolutely. why I love my kids having other interactions because yeah. I, I don't want to have the total responsibility for shaping the world because it's yeah. not, 
you know, then they're going to be just like me, which is, which is, I mean, I have a great life, but I want them to have their own experience too. Yeah. So that's uh, a lot. Yeah. That's, that's huge. That's huge. You actually made me think about um, one thing that uh, I just want to touch on that I've noticed sometimes in family dynamics um, that what people don't like a lot of times parents don't realize this, that I don't want this to come across as like blame. Uh, I love the dynamic that you have created within your family. Like you're a rock star. <laughs> but a lot of times that no, I'm here for it. That's yeah, there, a lot of times there's like when there's like fighting and things like that and sibling rivalries, a lot of times parents don't realize that they're the cause because of the way that they treat the individual children. And that your kids follow like they notice which one is the, you know, sorry, I don't know another way to say this, but the F up child, the child that gets in trouble all the time, the way wow. that you, the way that you engage with them, it teaches your kids how to engage with each other. So they will talk down to that one. Like you're always messing up in school or whatever. And now they're having their own war because of the, because they learned that from you. And um, so that's one thing that I, I would love for parents to be a little more mindful of is that you're not just teaching your child how to feel about themselves. You're also teaching their siblings how to feel about them and how to interact with them. So yeah. it's a mirror. It's a very clear, absolutely uh, microscopic, <laughs> large mirror. All the time, all the time, you know, and, but the thing is that if we're committed to our own growth, then we're able to see these dynamics and then work on them. It's not about, it's never really, it's not about the blame. It's about seeing it once you have awareness, then deciding what you're going to do about it, you know, like you can sit there and wallow in it, but that doesn't help anybody. But if you're just, if you're committed to, I want my family to be the best that we could be. I want us to be the most loving we can be. Then you shift out of that ego perspective of, oh, I'm doing something wrong to how can I help my child have the most, you know, meaningful life <laughs> or the mo or love themselves more, you know, because all of that impacts who they become. If they're like completely insecure because you're constantly criticizing them, then they're not going to reach those levels that you want them to because they're going to be too insecure to do it. <laughs> you know, right. like you can, they could be the the top, you know, like they can get all straight A's and be the valedictorian, but they're too afraid to apply for a job because you've taught them that no matter how good they do, they're going to be criticized, yeah. you know? And that's where like that self-fulfilling prophecy happens with parents, right? Mm -hmm. This emotional quotient. And I don't mean this to be triggering, but yeah. like we all could get better, right? Yeah, um, of course. <laughs> I think, I think kids have a higher EQ than um, adults, 100%. I agree. Um, 100%. And if you are the type of parent, and you're not, uh, you wouldn't be here if you were, but if you are the type of parent who's not open to growing, um, you know, you could be imposing all those limitations. You are going to impose all those limitations on your child. And now Absolutely. more frustrating for you is you're creating the person that you try not to create just by being the model that you're being. Yeah. Like, it, it, like, I think that about everything, right? Like, obviously there's tons of different like circumstances, but I think every relationship in your life, this was a meditative thing that I, um, I learned years ago. Like there's a coworker at work or your spouse or a mm -hmm. parent or like a sibling and they say something to upset you. Like you call that into your life. So you can mm. feel that emotion and yeah. then you can process through it. Now, That's if you cute. choose not to process it, it's going to show up in different ways and it's going to wow. keep showing up and keep showing up because this class from earth, man, this is why we're here. So feel it, process it and let it go. That's powerful. Like, I had a, um, a coach I was on with the other day and he talked about like, um, I know I've talked about this before on the podcast. He talked about, um, releasing weight he doesn't say mm -hmm. I, I he doesn't say i want to lose weight just like yeah. what happens if you lose something i want to find it i want to find it i'm releasing it i don't need to hold it I'm i love release. that i, I love thought that was so cool but energetically too right not just like protoplasma but like yeah. i don't need to hold the weight of that feeling if yeah. somebody says something across to me i want to feel the feels and mm -hmm. process it the way the children do take 90 seconds and then let it go and, wow. and like i said eq kids are so good at that until yeah. we as as their role models and their caretakers mm -hmm. you know yeah. teach them otherwise absolutely um, which is why another reason for this podcast is just to connect i don't think 
I think everybody innately knows how to do this with their kids um, mm. just by connecting, but it, just by giving a reminder to be present and to have that connection, they're going to have, they're going to be able to do that. Right. Cause this looks different for every kid, for every Absolutely. family. Yeah. Um, it's just that presence. Absolutely. Awesome. I'm learning. So I have one more question for you. Yeah. Oh, you're amazing. This is so good. I'm so excited to see what our community, like how they resonate with this message. And uh, it's just yeah. so awesome. Um, okay. So I didn't tell you, I forgot to tell you this, but I think you're going to handle this quite well. Uh, I always end our podcast with the same question. We do a TikTok. Are you ready to dance? I'm just kidding. Oh, God. Kidding. <laughs> you see me like slide out of the screen. <laughs> you got a 14 year old, right? You got to be good with a. Yeah. I don't know what it's nowadays. Yeah, she would, she would disown me. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Um, our, my question, I always ask the same last question, which is if our parents listening could take one tip um, from our time together today and they can start implementing it immediately just something small doesn't have to be big and it can be a tip that'll help them improve their relationships with their kids or just themselves or just to enjoy their life more what would you say oh okay um golden rule you know uh when it comes to your children or just people in general you know do do with them what you would want someone to do with you so whether it's um giving them more time so that they can like transition or process like it doesn't have to be extra you don't have to like now become you know, like on, like you're there, we're both kids now. It's just about saying like, okay, I know that you're probably going to need another five minutes. You know that their show is ending at nine o'clock. You can come in at 8.50 and say in 10 minutes, I'm turning the TV off (laughs) or, you know, it's bedtime in 15 minutes, like just giving them transition time or uh, just, just, you know, if they're on the phone, like, you know, that you would have been at their age, you would have been horrified if your mom picked up, well, I guess you can't even do that nowadays. So they're going to use a cell phone, you know, like, yeah, like can't on the other line. Hey. yeah, like it's time to get off the phone. Like my mom would have done, <laughs> but you know, but you're just walking on their Snapchat, like, right. <laughs> Photo bombing their uh, selfies. You know? <laughs> but yeah, that. like a lot of times parents I do that all the time. Yeah, I, I could work on that. <laughs> but yeah, like a lot of a lot of parents do things and they don't think about how much that's hurtful to a child or even like if their child is like telling them about Minecraft for the 50th time or whatever, they're just like rolling your eyes and like, you know, the fact that your child wants to talk to you is so <laughs> much of a big, like, I don't care what they're talking about. Make it seem like you're interested <laughs> because they'll remember that, you know, because this, if you don't want to talk to them about the stuff that they really want to talk to you about, how do you expect them to talk to you about the things that are going to be hard for them to bring to you, you know? And that's the reason why I'm so big on like that communication, because you want your child to be able to come to you with the hard stuff. And if they can't come to you with the easy stuff, you know, <laughs> yeah, it, you've basically just yeah, you're not them accessible. Down. Yeah. yeah. If you're not accessible for the fun stuff, they're not going to want to ask you about the stuff that they think they're getting in trouble for. Abs- absolutely not. Absolutely not. Oh, and one more thing is learning to pause before responding. Um, a lot of times they will say things that might be jarring, learning to, if you can try to make your face neutral while they talk to you, especially the older they get, because they'll say stuff and you're just like, oh my dear God, you know, but that the facial expressions, your, your energy, all of that stuff, it will shut the conversation down and you won't get that chance again. You know, a lot of reasons why they're locked in their room and they're not talking to you is because they know that they can't, you know, yeah. and the more that you're open, the more that you can like shut your mouth, <laughs> you know, like I, in one of my videos, I say, catch a bubble. That was something we learned. Uh, I would see teachers do where they're like the kids walking through the hallway and they like tell them to catch a bubble and they like puff out their cheeks because you can't talk and have the air in your cheeks. So I would tell parents like catch a bubble so that you can just listen, let them talk. Don't interrupt. You'll hear a lot more <laughs> and you can comment later, <laughs> you know, um, but good. yeah. So. Uh, those are those are great. You, this was like so many golden nuggets in here, Marlene. Thank you so much. I'm so I love glad. that. I needed that last tip because my three year old has picked up some choice words. Oh, um, yeah, some new some new shiny things in his vocabulary, and I'm like, like I'm almost like like try not to laugh because yeah. it's like, oh, no. 
like, and he used it right. <laughs> Did he use it correctly? Um, That's the important part. Oh, he used it. Oh, perfect context. Perfectly. <laughs> And then he goes, uh, and then it's like, oh, baby, that's an adult word. And, and mm. But it's like, you don't want to lie either. So yeah. you kind of, that word, and, and it's funny, I'll give this example because this is like not wanting to be like a mom just be for just for being a mom's sake. Like, I yeah. I don't want to just reprimand him just to reprimand him because that, yeah. I caught myself doing that. He said the F word in the yeah. car today. And I was like, hmm, baby, I usually prefer to use a better word. And he goes, what's oh. wrong with that word? Like, well, and I wanted to say it's a bad word. I'm like, yeah. what does that mean to him? It doesn't mean anything to him. I'm like, yeah. that word offends people. It makes them uncomfortable. It's mm. um, usually called an adult word. Yeah. And he's like, do you, are you an adult? I'm like, yes. And I do use that word sometimes. Yeah. Um, but you're so smart. Let's think of a few other words we could use. What were you trying to say? Cause you know, that's yeah. a catch all kind of word. And he was just saying it to say it. And then, then we talked about other words and I, mm. I was like, oh my gosh. Like, and then when he said the other words later in the day, I'm like, I'm so proud of you that you used that word. Thank you. To like, hopefully reinforce the behavior. <laughs> yeah. I love that. <laughs> that's so We'll good. see if that principal hasn't called me in yet. We'll see what happens. Um, <laughs> I love the way you handled that. That was amazing. Like, hey, I'm learning a lot from people like you on the mm, show. I think this show has, I wish I had this information earlier. Um, yeah. Poor, poor, my poor daughter had to deal with like the other version of me. <laughs> um, she, she's just incredible. Um, but that's awesome. You are amazing. Thank you for Thank being you. here, um, sharing your heart and your work with us. Thank I you. always like to have the, the purpose of this is so if people resonate with your message, they can find you. They can um, seek guidance, take your courses. Can you please share with us, Marlene, where people can find your um, information and your courses? Yes. Everything can be found on my website, mdillondesigns.com. So that's M-D-I-L-L-O-N designs with an S dot com. Everything that I do, my children's books, which are um, about healthy self-esteem and natural hair. Um, I have products there uh, that are, are related to that. I've got my course there. Um, yeah, everything. You can find me there, my blog, all of it. Dude, that's awesome. I didn't even know that you yeah. did that stuff. Um, I might have to hit you up for some children's books that I have, like collecting dust in a drawer and right in front of my face, like burning a hole in my face. Um, but yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So uh, we'll definitely keep in touch. You are incredible. Um, parents, uh, as always, you guys, I love you. I'm so proud of you and just appreciate you guys being here on this journey. Um, and when you guys reach out to me and you, you share with me like the podcast and how it helps, like it motivates me and it makes mm -hmm. me find amazing people like Marlene to bring into our mm -hmm. lives and to shed light for us to just make this journey fun because that's what it's supposed to be right that's why we that's why we're here interacting with each other and even the hard um interactions we have lessons to learn so i'll get off my soapbox i'm so proud of you guys i love you so much um please smash the like button for me uh help us get into other homes uh, mm -hmm. goodness knows we need it right now um let's get amazing people like marlene into other uh, other parents uh, other parents and boxes so uh, we love you guys until the next perfect time stay beautiful and stay inspired <laughs>